Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank. Dave, good afternoon and welcome to the live studio today, my friend, down in sunny San Diego. It's so nice to see you here. In person, yes. Um, normally we record this in two separate cities, but guess what? We're all in the same place uh, today. Unbelievable. Uh, welcome, welcome. It, it can happen. So nice to see you back, in the, I, yeah, back I, in the studio. I survived the drive down to 405. We hope everyone is having a great Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. And uh, we've got some heavy stuff to get to, a lot of uh, information to get to you, so let's dive into the podcast, buddy. Let's dive into it, dude. So, uh, oh my gosh, a lot of heavy stuff this last week um, having to do with shootings and and having to do with 18-year-olds getting a hold of weapons of destruction. Yep. So let's dive right into uh, what we've been seeing the last few days. And believe me, this is the most up-to-date information that we're getting on the shooting in Uvalde, Rob Elementary School in Texas, because it's been changing by the minute, because guess what? The officials can't get their heads out of their asses. Well, one thing we know for sure, Dave, is that, you know, and I think this goes for any of these types of situations, whatever you see, just forget what you see in the first 24 to 48 hours, because it just doesn't make sense, right? You have to really wait for all the facts to come in, and now we're really starting to see things play out. We're going to talk about those today. And unfortunately, we're already seeing a lot of CYA which means there's going to be crazy lawsuits going on and so on. So we just got through the whole Buffalo thing, right, with another 18-year-old who was uh, mentally disturbed and fired and uh, shot at the place in, in the supermarket, right? Yep, yep. So a week later, um, and it's funny, the first thing that comes out, a friend of mine said, well, this is going to be a cartel member. Uh-uh. So uh, another mentally disturbed 18-year-old, no father around, had access to guns. All right, we're, we're going to touch on that in a second, though. Right. Let's let's get into the facts of what we know now right. happening at this elementary school. And this yep. is a very small town, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very close to the border. About We're 75 talking, miles from San Antonio. And, and only about 15,000 people. I mean, it's a small community, right? Yep. So um, something triggered him. He goes out. He's got rifles, lots of ammunition. He's in a truck. All right. This is about 11, 1130 in the morning on the 24th, right, just a few days ago. Right. So there's initial engagement with police because he crashes his truck and he apparently he was on his way to the high school right crashed his truck he engaged quote-unquote with uh police officers showed up fairly quickly yeah here's the problem after nobody was hurt in the first few minutes he goes into this grade school yeah there's a door left open already we're seeing a lot of flags on that how why is a door open right the uh, uh, initial officers that uh, he engaged with, they don't follow him in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Not, at all. not Not good. Not good. So immediately, this, um, we're not going to even mention his name, by the way. He goes in, barricades himself in. They call in the, they call in the, tr- they call in all the resources they can. Right. How much time goes by, Frank? Hour and about 15 minutes. An hour more than that goes by. Yeah. And by then, damage is done. Yeah. So. I'm not going to even get into much about this guy's background and, and so on, but the fact is that let's concentrate on what, what the police did or didn't do. Because um, immediately you got so much misinformation coming out of the, the, the Texas Department of Public Safety right. about what really happened. Yeah. The bottom line is this guy, uh, it's just it's so hard to even 
put into words, Frank. It really is. No, look, I mean, uh, you know, I, th- I have to say at first I thought this was sort of, again, maybe kind of like Parkland in Florida. Same, and, and actually, as it turns out, strangely enough, the dynamics were fairly similar. If you recall, after the Parkland situation, Dave, the sheriffs ultimately were um, sued and, and found guilty in civil court of exactly what I think is going to happen in this case in Texas. And again, we're huge law enforcement supporters in this show. Uh, I don't want to, you know, for it to appear as though we're coming down on law enforcement here. But unfortunately, what happened was a, a gross tactical error that even the most basically trained officer should really know. And that is you don't create a secure perimeter around a school when the perpetrator is heavily barricaded inside and you have a dozen kids. These stories are now coming out, Dave. A do- kids calling their parents on 911 begging for assistance. While it's happening. While it's happening, yeah. saying, please. And at the same time, those law enforcement officials outside, Dave, were preventing, Dave, they were preventing the parents. The parents yeah. were there begging to come in. Begging. In fact, a number of parents were taken by U.S. Marshals, handcuffed and prevented from going in. They had guns. They were armed like a good Texas person would be. And they were prevented from going in and saving their own children, Dave, except for there's actually one amazing story coming out uh, of this horrific situation where a a woman was, uh, they call it hogtied. She was hogtied by a U.S. Marshal, plastic uh, cuffs behind her back. She broke free from the plastic cuffs, Dave. She got her gun from the truck. She went inside. She actually rescued her own two children. That, that's, that's the situation that we have. It's horrifying on multiple levels. But when, when you start to hear this, that they literally, the police, instead of going in to save the kids, oh, they're hog tying and uh, uh, arresting mm-hmm. the parents who want to save their own kids. Yep. You've got to be kidding me. Yep. And already they're seeing such backtracking. Uh, of, of what they did and who, who called this yeah. out. Yeah. So um, at 11.30 a.m. on the 24th, the scumbag entered the school. Okay, this is a drawer that was propped open. And we can go through a whole thing because this is happened Going back to uh, the Colorado shooting. Right. right, Columbine, yeah. Columbine. We're talking over 20 years ago. My Lord, if there's anything we've learned. Yeah, lock the you, door. You have to be prepared. You have yeah. to have all these things set up. And yet here we are in Texas. And this is not a, you know, this is not uh, New York City. Yeah. This, this is a quote-unquote, red county, right. where they should be very aware of things that can happen and right. what we can do to prevent I, all this. I, I will say on that note, though, it, it was unfortunate that a lot of these types of perimeter security types of uh, things that came out after Columbine, after uh, the Parkland. tragedy in the Northeast, Parkland, and, and, and the one up in Connecticut. So, you know, you know, securing the door. So what this perpetrator did is he actually ended up behind two uh, locked doors that were initially, uh, you know, kind of there in place to prevent uh, the guy from get a perpetrator from getting from place to place. But he took advantage of those for himself and then put himself behind a couple of barricaded locked doors and made it even more hard for the, uh, the the authorities to come in. One other thing I read about too, Dave, just before we came on air today was about how the during the hour, I mean, Dave, how painful this could be. You have 20 school children there calling their parents, begging for their life. Where's the police? Yeah, okay, help, they're, begging, help. they're begging for their life. They're calling 911. They apparently were not entering because they, they did not have bullet-resistant shields, shields to go yeah. in. 
the only time they had that was when that Border Patrol, Special Forces Border Patrol agent guy came up. Uh, he, apparently he was getting a haircut at the time. His wife, who was a teacher in the school, oh, texted Lord. him and right. said, active shooter, get here now. He jumped up out of the, the barber chair, grabbed a shotgun from the barber's uh, uh, business and went right over to the school. And he was the one that took the shooter out, Dave. My Lord. Um, hey, guess what? If you're going to sign up and do this job, you better do it right. Um, I'm not going to call these the police that initially uh, instigated or uh, interacted with this with this with a scumbag uh, wrong or cowards, but you can fill in the blanks. Uh, the shooter had 58 magazines with him, so this was a pre-planned huge thing. He apparently had just shot his grandmother in the face, yeah. So obviously messed up on on many degrees. But forgetting his motivation, that's a whole right. kind of a side a right. side topic. Uh, that he that he goes in there and already they're saying, well, in the beginning, we we got a couple of we weren't quite sure there was a flurry of 9-11 calls. So don't say you didn't know yeah. that he was actively uh, had these these these. Ter- Can you imagine the terror yeah. that these kids had of to go course. through in those in those last few minutes yeah. and prevent and you got to go in. I don't yeah. you cannot you, if you're yeah. going to wait for the perfect situation game over yeah you, you can't wait an hour to have the oh i have the, the perfect shield before i go in no for sure no and that's why that border patrol agent special forces guy went in dave and just before we came on air today i was showing you this piece from cnn mother of uvalde shooter speaks out quote he had his reasons for doing what he did please don't judge him <laughs> don't judge dave, him oh, dave, dave dave he had his reasons yeah. for doing what he did dave what is what is that about? He didn't get the right spaghetti sauce for dinner last night, or or maybe the you know wrong makeup at Sephora or something. I don't yeah. know, but th- th- something something not right with that whole family. And by the way, you know they're talking about how you know he was poor, he worked part time, he had no money, this, this and that. Dave, the guy had a thousand dollar iPhone, he had a brand new truck, he had five thousand dollars worth of uh, rifle equipment. Let, I'm, I'm let, just let, I'm just saying let, there are there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. Somebody. So, so he, the guy's got money from somewhere. Let's not bury the lead on that. Let's go back to that again. Okay. All right. So this is a high school dropout, a very poor community for the most part. Okay. Super like low, you know, working class. Right. So this disgruntled now 18 year old working part time at a fast food joint. Right. All of a sudden he shows up. Oh, he's got over yeah. five thousand dollars worth of very high end. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, yep. uh, rifles, scopes, magazine, everything, scope, the, the all whole of it. thing. Yep. This is not just something you, okay, let's forget about the background. Of course, once again, he was flagged. He yep. was on people's radar. Yeah. They didn't do anything as usual, just like the Buffalo shooter. Yep. Almost, almost as bad as that. And this guy, where does he get all this, Frank? I don't know. I don't know. I this mean, part? it's, uh, yeah, it's very speculative. I don't want to speculate on this show. We deal in facts on this show, what we know, um, all I'm saying, Dave, is that it's extremely uh, concerning and, that you oh. have a number of these things back to back five months out from the primary as Biden's tanking in the polls under 30 percent. You have New York, you have it. And then they talk. And, and again, there's so many facets of the story, Dave, we don't have time to touch on in the podcast, but the whole Second Amendment aspect and Ken Paxton, attorney general of Texas, has come out and talked about this and many, many others. Of course, the NRA. Sadly, the NRA's annual meeting was in Houston the week after the shooting, <laughs> right. which is, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. tough timing. Oh. So everybody's pulling out of that. But look, you know, they're like, oh, we need more laws on the books. We need to take away people's guns. Of course, this happens after every situation where people are killed with guns. But it doesn't have to happen after every situation when people are killed by cars. It doesn't happen after every situation when people are are killed with knives. It doesn't have to happen after any of these situations. And, and, and by the way, 
the, the, the guy committed murder. So the guy committed murder. So is, is having some sort of like ammunition count law in Texas going to stop the guy from killing? There's already laws on the books sure. for murder. Okay, he, he murdered people in cold blood. He shot his grandmother in the face. Do, do you think having some sort of, uh, you know, something else in there in terms of, oh, wait till you're 21 to buy a rifle or something? Is, is that nothing. really going to stop nothing. a guy like this? Laws mean nothing. Of course. It, it's a you partially breakdown of society, partially the, no parents that had any kind of supervision over this, this guy. I'm going to touch on two more yeah. status parts. Yeah. And you touched on this earlier. Angeli Rose Gomez. Can you imagine one of the parents of the children in this in this school? Yeah. Put in handcuffs by federal marshals. Right. That's the woman I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Being arrested. Yeah. Trying to save her child. That's yeah. beyond belief. And just yeah. the fact that they waited over, you know, uh, 40 minutes to an hour to go in. And thank goodness the uh, the board patrol agent that you mentioned, he's getting a haircut. Yeah. His wife says, come to the plate. We're having a mass shooting right now. Yeah. Okay. Put on put down those scissors. I got it. And if not for him, how long, how much longer Who have knows? they waited? No, they waited for an hour and 15. Oh, and, and if it wasn't for that guy, that guy arrived on scene. He gathered up two or three dudes. They had weapons, they got what they could, and they blasted in. That should have been done in the first 10 minutes, Dave. Absolutely. And that, that would have been the difference between two, three, four people killed and 18, 19, 20 people killed. Uh, they finally decided after all that time to, to breach the doors to go in there, and they took out the, the man. Um, you can imagine the horror. I mean, it's a horror show either way you look at it. But Correct. Just this small community where I'm sure every penny matters is now is going to be facing with a monumental lawsuit. Yeah. And maybe rightly so. We're gonna to have to see how this all plays out. Yeah. But what do you what do you do when when you send your kid? Oh, okay. Enjoy your day at, at, at school, Junior. Yeah. And then you and you're confronted with this. It's a horrific tragedy, Dave, on on so many levels. And of course, you know, our our thoughts and and prayers go out. With, you know, to the, the parents. I'm a parent. I have young kids. So I, you know. Obviously, a terrible tragedy. We haven't talked about the school safety officer. Apparently, they did actually have a school safety officer in place, right. but the school safety was, officer was not, was not armed. armed. Right. Okay. So, I, I, you know me, Dave. I'm a huge Second Amendment supporter. I believe in the Second Amendment for everyone. It's the Second Amendment for reason, folks, for a reason. They take away your First Amendment rights. You need the Second Amendment. So, school safety officers need to be armed. They, they, it's, I'm sorry, guys. It's just it's that simple. So, you may not be a big fan of that. But school safety officers need to have, they need to be trained. They need to conceal carry. They need to be ready for these types of situations. And how about just having, making sure all the doors and gates are closed so there's only one entrance in and out of any school. Uh, yes, having at least one security guard who is armed and having the teachers a little more aware that this kind of thing can happen and what you do to, you know, uh, to prevent this from uh, having your kids be. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it hap is, is it a one in a million thing? Yeah, it's one yeah. in a million. It's a rare, it's a rare thing. Yeah, terrible tragedy. Uh, terrible okay. tragedy. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, some other, some other terrible tragedies going on in the world. Uh, oh yeah. This week too. So hey, we've been mentioning this almost every show now. Yeah. Okay. The WEF. Oh yeah. We don't like them, do we, Frank? Not at all. No. Global, global elitist pigs. So we just saw the uh, over there in Davos. Okay. And we've been mentioning it almost every show. The World Economic Forum. Oh yeah. And just, just what a what a weird coincidence! So many things were happening just in this last week. I mean, forget the horrible stuff happening at home, and I'm not even talking about Joe Biden's uh, uh, making ridiculous comments and stuff. But every year they have the big uh, WEF conference over there in Davos, Switzerland. Yeah. And let me tell you, right out of a bad Humphrey Bogart film from the 1940s, not that he made <laughs> very many, but when you hear the Schwab guy talk, right. It's like he's doing a bad um, a Hitler impersonation yeah. with that heavy accent. Yeah. 
And I, I just, I encourage everyone just to spend a few minutes listening to some of the things that they're talking about and how they really do want to rule your lives. Yeah. And when he, his comments about how the future is built by us. Yeah. And how we are the elites that are going to tell you how to live your life. It's frightening. It's a mm -hmm. global, kind of a global elite socialism thing we should all be aware of and we should do everything in our power to prevent it from happening. 100%. It's, it's, it's tremendously underreported, obviously, in the United States. I, I guarantee you 99% of the people in Never this country have no idea no. what's going on in Davos. Right? I think it's probably a gathering of rich people flying in their jets into Switzerland and Davos and they have a good party and that's about it. They are trying to use uh, the World Health uh, Organization uh, rules. They are trying to circumvent our laws in the United States as it relates to the pandemic type situations to essentially globalize pandemic laws and really give <laughs> oh, the my. WHO. Guys, if you think for folks at home, if you think that what the CDC did to you the past two years was uh, difficult, wait till the WHO gets a hold of you. Because now basically Biden and the administration in a very quiet set of rulings and through Fauci being the guy, of course, Fauci, right? He pops up again, that, that mm. Fauci guy, he pops up again. So Fauci will tell you how to live your life. He'll tell you, he'll tell you. So, so they've, they've, they've created this whole set of rules and so forth with the WHO, treaties, sign the treaty, quietly sign the treaty. By the way, that requires Congress. They didn't, no, no problem, mm -hmm. bypass Congress. Biden signs it, whatever, no problem, because we're under emergency authorization. Right. If you're under emergency authorization, he can sign whatever, doesn't need Congress to approve. And so what this means to folks at home is that if there's a future pandemic, like COVID, let's call it the monkeypox, or is that already out there, Dave? I don't remember. Hey, let, call it whatever you want. Call it chickenpox, monkeypox, animalpox, I don't know. Just, other, don't, call it, just don't call it avocado on toast. No, like don't that. call it avocado on toast. So all that's all that being said, they are looking for another way to control your lives. This and again, this is basically saying that the WHO can come in and circumvent what exists here in terms of your yeah. um, your your constitutional rights. Your, your, uh, you know, your, 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 everything. Your ability to make your own decisions about your own health. So exactly. you called it exactly right. So we, you think the CDC is bad. It's called the Global Pandemic Treaty. Yeah. And believe me, the Democrats, Biden, they love this. Oh, yeah. They love to be able to say, hey, don't look at us, the WHO, the World Health Organization. They're going to decide what's good for your health. They're going to decide what shots you have to take to exist in this world that we are going to tell you how to live. It's frightening, and they want to set up a universal digital passport and ID system. It's like a bad, it's like a bad sci-fi movie. <laughs> I'm mean, telling you, dude, it is. Sorry about and, that, and all trust, the movie references. Well, and, and well, that's your business. But I mean, trust trust Klaus Schwab and and Klaus George Schwab. Soros, a couple of Nazis. You know, you guys hear us at home. You guys, we talk about these guys all the time. These aren't just caricatures. These are real people with billions of dollars who are trying to change the way you live. They are trying to. And you hear about the global reset. You hear about you you hear us use terms like that and terminology. They they want to move America from a individual shining city on the hill, uh, the best, you know, uh, center right nation in the world. So they want to move to a global elitist, populist, socialist agenda Correct. and right. end your ability to do or say or own anything you they want you to be a russian surf a Dave. they want you right. to be a surf they don't want equity you can't have equity in anything you can't own anything you're a surf. you'll rent 
and you'll like it. You'll pay money and you'll like it. You'll rent and you'll go get your coffee yeah, and your latte and you'll go downtown. And you'll hang out with your stupid little friends you your, with your stupid little flip flops and you'll enjoy yourself. And, and that's it. And when you're talking about surfing, we're not talking about the waves off the Pacific not, Ocean. No, here, no. Because no. that's what I, I like to do. Hey, um, they're talking about, in, let me ask you this. You're a medical guy. Yes, sir. When they talk about injecting or having everyone have a QR code with a digital ID in every single person on the planet. Oh, Lord. And they say it with a straight face. And this is like, didn't Ray Bradbury have this in very in his sci-fi books in the 1950s of and course. Asimov and all these guys? This is happening in real time, and this yeah. is what they want. Yeah, Dave, Can they, they, like, what is the nanotechnology, right? Dave, you broke that. I mean, I, you, you, you were one of the first to break this story, I think, about seven or eight months ago in Sweden, where they were nanochipping people in an experiment. And right. I think three or four or 5,000 people in Sweden agreed to get nanochipped, literally having chips implanted under their wrist and their skin subcutaneously and with things like codes and so they could be you go through readers and scanners at airports and wherever <laughs> else and you're tracked and gps and all the rest of it. you're you're basically like a walking iphone and it also helps them track your um oh quote unquote your your global energy so uh, oh you mean you're going to take your, your train <laughs> or car this way well you're burning this many carbon your carbon footprint we can track you that way i well. love it i love and it this is like we can laugh about it but it's happening yeah, it's faster. There's a, this one witch. I'm going to mention her name too. Yeah, she's a she's a uh, politician for a, she's an Australian e safety commissioner. Oh, beautiful, Julie Grant. So she says we need a recalibration of freedom of speech. <laughs> when I saw this comment, I just wanted to backslap her. Recalibration. A recalibration, basically saying. Yeah, you know, all those things you like to say, of you know, that First Amendment stuff, freedom of speech, uh-uh. You know, Dave, Dave maybe, maybe Julie should talk to our friend who's the Director General yeah, over at the guy? World Health. His name is Tedros Adahanom Gabrahulis. Gab, can you say that? You're looking no. at the screen with me. Tedros. Yeah, yeah so he's the, just for folks at home, he's the current uh, Director General of the WHO, paid by the Chinese Communist Party, as we all know. Uh, Dave, you know what he did before he was the Director General of the was World he, was Health he, Organization? Was he, was he, he was the Ethiopian Minister of Foreign Affairs. So you know what uh, you know what that basically means. He's just he's, he's getting money under the table from the CCP so they can mine the minerals in Africa. So he's another corrupt official. Global and, elitist, and, HIV AIDS right. guy. Look at this, chairman of the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, funded by Bill I, and Melinda Gates. It, on and on it goes, Dave. It's the same I old guarantee, I guarantee he's done nothing to save anybody's life ever in his life. Of course. Except to enrich himself and his friends. Hey, even the Canadian president of Alibaba. Okay, that's that big Chinese CCP-run um, yeah. retail store. Yeah. So they're at the uh, WF because they've got the attention of a lot of uh, these big corporatists that they now have technology that can be used to develop a carbon footprint tracker. Mm. So this guy, J. Michael Evans, who's the president of, the, of this group up, in the, up there in Canada, is saying, yeah, we're going to have uh, the same kind of thing. Yeah. And it's amazing how they're getting some very powerful people to all agree on the same thing at once. It's yeah. almost like they, they get... Uh, for the show today. I hate oh, You got anything on. else? We're, we're, we're live today for the first time ever, I have to say. There's, and there's a whole lot of well, people calling in here. I, have to, I don't even know how to operate uh, this like device, but there's a lot of people I, I, calling I, in with messages the, and the last uh, all thing kinds of stuff. Is, uh, there's, uh, there's at least a handful of Republican politicians, including Rick Scott, the senator from Florida, who's doing everything possible to stop the WHO and this pandemic treaty from going through. I so heard that, yeah. It's going it's gonna, to it's gonna be a, an ongoing, uh, you know, uh, back and forth. Yeah. And like you said, this still has to pass many hurdles, but just the fact that it's out there, let's be aware of it and let's find a way to stop it. Exactly. Dave, great to see you on Home Turf here yeah. at the live studio for Rant and Ray. Folks, don't forget to listen to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are out there on 
every one of those. And social media. Getter is the Twitter killer. So make sure you listen to us on Getter. Get rid of your Twitter and Facebook accounts. Getter, Gab, and MeWe. Folks, we'll see you.